Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. It's Friday then. Hello, this is the bonus episode of Nip Tuck. Not giving a fuck. And this is the podcast where we celebrate being positive, aspirational, unbelievably amazing, sexy women. Just added a bit in there because that's how I'm feeling today. Lovely. Sexy. This podcast is all about being unapologetically yourself, whoever you are, male, female, and anything in between. So, guys, we want you. We need you. If we need we're going to carry on like this, we need your stories. We need your ex. We need your bargain basement buckets. We need all of the things in our DMs, in our emails, in our WhatsApp. Get in touch. In and around. In and around. If you head over to our Instagram, at niptuckpod, you'll get not only all the big updates on there, but you can find out how to get in touch best. And we cannot wait to hear from you guys. So, today is a little bit different. We've got your listener messages for the first part of the show. And then, what have we got, Lauren? We have got a very special guest. So we've moved things around a little bit to allow for our special guest. Yeah, so it's not usual boner. Right. Well, it is. <laughs> right. Ash, go on. Go on. Listeners' messages. Right, okay. Let's let's get it going with this one first. It's titled, Thank You for Fixing My Sex Phobia. Oh! Okay. Hi, girlies and Lucas. Love the pod. It gets me through life. I was listening it to the other day whilst making tea. Just as you were discussing the womanizer wave, my boyfriend walked into the kitchen and he said, fucking hell, these two are horny, aren't they? All they talk about is sex. Um, code Tuck20 <laughs> if you want to buy the womanizer on the Love Honey website. Anything on there, actually. Anything. Typical man, only picking up on the rude bits. That's so true. It's like when you're watching a film and they look up and obviously there's a pair of tits out. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you then had a dilemma from a guy who was worried if his sex life would get back on track after he and his partner had a baby. This to me was so relatable. My baby's one and throughout that first year, I've now developed a massive phobia of sex. It's like a wizard's sleeve down there now. I avoided it at all costs. We both stood there chopping the veg in silence, Aww. knowing that this was us. Anyway, long story short, he obviously listened into the podcast. He's been telling me how sexy I am, making me feel good. And today, on his birthday, we had sex! Woo! Happy birthday to you. 
and it was great. So thank you. Anyone else in the same boat, accidentally, on purpose, play that episode when your partner is in earshot. And if you're anything like me, it will have been that long since you had sex that basically your vagina has closed back up. Keep the episodes coming. I love you guys. Do you know, we get a lot of sex ones, don't we? And a lot that are similar to this. And I listened to a podcast. Do you want me to tell you now or at another point? Because I've got something interesting to tell you. So I'm not a podcast listener, but I gutted my house. You know when you go through every single drawer that's full of shit? That's so good. I spent two days. So I listened and I felt great. So I listened to Diary of a CEO. I just kind of scriggled through to find any I thought were interesting. And it said something about sex. So, um, I listened to this particular episode. Obviously, Lauren so I was interested. <laughs> and do you know what? It's whole, honestly, I'm going to tell you what it was. Oh, I don't know. Go on the podcast of Diary CEO. Scroll down. It says something about Should sex. Share. It's that one. Anyway, really, really interesting. What it was saying is this. So, men, when you first get together, you have certain hormones that run through your body as a woman that makes you want sex more. And they're triggered with the excitement of just having met someone. That dies down after about six months. And after six months to a year, you're at your base level. You can tell what your sex drive is. At the beginning, you can't tell. It's fake, completely chemical. Men have spontaneous sex drive, which means that they just look at something. And like this is all, you know, backed up with studies. Look at something and think, oh, tits, horny sex. And that's what they do. They get turned on just by thinking and looking. Women have responsive sex drive, which means we need to become on two and we need to be touched to then think, hmm, this is quite nice. Ah, yeah, and it's so fully, that's why men always make the first move. That's why men are always the ones coming on to the women because we have completely different sex drives. Um, and basically, it was and just it's saying nature. it's nature, and it was basically just saying that men need to learn this. And you can't, and apparently, although we always say men cheat, women are actually big cheaters. And the reason is <laughs> when their levels calm down after having first met a man, yeah. they crave that excitement of sex at the beginning uh, because they had all these chemicals. Um, but men don't need that. It was really, honestly, so interesting. And I think it, it talked a lot about if you're not having sex in your relationship and what mm. to do. I would really recommend having a listen to that. It was very good. Also, a quick one. Um, Katie Alex messaged me this morning mm. and she needs models to have the Ultra Femme oh my God. 360 um, because she's filming a programme with Olivia Atwood. So if you We're are, about to sell her out. If you're interested in having the Ultra Femme um message katie you'll obviously have to be happy with being on tv but yeah my friend um did it for her a face actually wasn't in it i don't know if this is or not but my friend did it for her really um, yeah for something else um she's just got that m seller chair has she i am going to see her friend katie for l excellent excellent so good. i'm going next week i'm going to do my jaw and chin and, get uh, and my stomach done. yeah, yeah. And maybe my knees. And go, go see if message Casey and see if you can go on the Exilus while you're in there. The other no, the not the Exilus. The M seller. Yeah, I will. I'm gonna go. I'll tell you also really quickly, lemon bottle. I think it is working, but I've had three. Wow, that's a lot. Mm. Does it hurt? No, not one bit. No hurt, no bruise, no swelling, no, no nothing. <laughs> okay, next one. Okay. Hi girls and Lucas. So I have an update for you. Oh, Lauren. Oh. About Man of oh the week, God. Matt. We've been talking for a few weeks and last night we went Woo! on our first date. It was great. We chatted for hours and the attraction was 
there. He seems like a really good guy and he doesn't take himself too seriously, which I like. So I think we're onto a winner. And we've got plans to see each other over the weekend. So who knows? Maybe the next message I'll be sending him will be a slutty soup. <laughs> oh my God. We've, have we, have, have we made a... She's put best podcast ever. Well, you will think that. We've got you the D. Please, guys Wait. and girls, we need an update. There's more. Oh, she's got an update from the date. Go on, read it. Because don't forget, sometimes like we're not bang oh, yeah. on the thing. So go since on. that email, there's been another. Here we go. Here oh, we go. I'm fucking scared now. <sighs> okay. Update. It was a great second date. Woo! I live in Stoke, so we got the train to me. Turned up at the station with flowers. Stop it. I'm going to cry. We went out for a meal, and he ended up staying the night at mine. It was a great night. A 10 out of 10 for Slotty Steve. <laughs> I would definitely like to see where things go. Fucking We've done hell. it. We've Matt's, made, we've done it. We've got our first nip tuck shag. Oh, wow. Um, we need to keep on them. Lucas, keep on to her. Because Matt and Becky. Can we, if they get together, can we Zoom them? Yeah. Uh, right, well, lovely. And Matt's good in bed. Now, we're not doing Lonely Hearts this week, are we, Lauren? No, we're not. We're not. I'll tell you why. Because we've done quite a few, and that and isn't exactly what we want. We want updates. We want to know. We want you... positive updates. Yeah. We want to know. Did you message him? Did anything happen? Did you meet what you didn't get on? Like what happened? We want to know from the guys themselves or whoever put them forward what happened afterwards. Did they get any messages? Did they not? Like so, can you update us? Yeah, all? we're not had... going to do it till you've we've updated the last few. If you've had any interactions with our men. Okay, guys, we are now going to discuss your beauty treatment product questions, which I think is probably like, this. yeah, and I think everyone, I think this is a big part of it, mm. isn't it? Okay, hi guys, I'm looking for some advice around saggy skin. Aren't we all? I hate it when I get this question because we all are. I've lost quite a bit of weight, six stone. Wow. That is a lot, well done. Probably another two to go to get to my ideal weight. I feel and look amazing compared to what I did and I'm learning to love myself again, but the skin on my stomach is getting me down so much. I really don't want to have a tummy tuck and the scars look so bad. Is there anything I can take or use to help the skin go back to normal? By far, my favourite podcast. You come with me on my morning walk every Wednesday and Friday and you have me howling. Thank you so much for being real and authentic. Keep smashing it and can't wait for the next brunch. Do you right. let her down gently or? Yeah, no, there's no way of removing that much excess skin without a tummy tuck, sorry. So there are things that you can absolutely do um, to, to minimise. But I would say this is something that you need to be doing before you get the loose skin. So there's certain mm. things that you can do to improve, like collagen, water. water. There's things you can do to help the elasticity when you're going through the weight loss, but all the babies, because often pregnancy does the same, it's the same thing. But if you've got to the point where you've either had a baby or you've lost the weight or your boobs have shrunk or whatever and your body has changed dramatically, it's too late. Now, if if you're dead set against, like, I do not want a tummy tuck, even just a 10% improvement, I'd be happy with. We can help you with some... A bit. A bit. But it won't be more than 10%. No, it not even, I don't even think that. Um, it, no, I do, I do. Do you think? Yeah. There I know are treatments you can have. Microneedling is fantastic for loose skin, especially around the belly button area. Really good. Skin boosters, um, again, if you've got that saggy belly button, mm -hmm. I've really worked. The belly button and improve that with skin boosters and regular needling mm -hmm. sessions. Um, also, the treatment that um, 
Lauren was just talking about the Exilis treatment, all the, the radio frequencies, your Morpheus, all those different... Anything that makes your body repair the area again, causes exactly. a slight trauma and repair it. But if we are talking skin... Removal of loose excess skin. Excess skin that you can pick up and pull or no. skin that there's just nothing you can do other than a tummy tuck. And all I would say is, you know, sometimes we're pretty down and hard about tummy tucks. I've seen some good ones but they're never reverse tummy tucks that's what i want mm, yeah that's what i want so, so they do it under your boobs yeah I, if i have another child that's what i would probably do afterwards i actually prefer that so have a little look into reverse mm. ones and don't do anything until you're within half a stone this of a stable weight yeah. and when we say stable you've been it for six months yeah. plus and you're going to i was just about to say you're still two stone off now i hate to say this but the Don't skin potentially could get worse so you want to do waste of money and, and time. you also need to stay and know that you can maintain the goal weight because otherwise up and down will fuck it again i am honestly sick to effing death of seeing before and after pictures on certain clinics websites of stomachs and arms that have been treated with things like cool sculpting mm. or needling and they've had lipo or a tummy tuck on the second picture. Somebody sent me a picture. I know the one you mean. And on she said, Dr. this is this is cool sculpt. Yeah. So you're saying it's not good then because you girls say it's not no, good it's not and this good. is the before and after. It's not. I just said, I say, I say what I said. That's it. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not, I don't need to explain it. I've said it's not good. It's not. If you want to go and have it done, then do. I've actually got... Um, clients who had cool sculpt and their skin has been stretched from the cool sculpt machine because it sucks the your skin, last thing we all need is extra stretching a skin i know exactly go right. on that's the next one hi girls love you guys so much i buy everything you recommend and my skin is now glowing oh yeah i get lots of comments so thank you so much Ashley, can you recommend any bump bands to wear whilst pregnant? And do you know of any to wear after birth? Not due to C-section, just for compressing stuff back. Okay, I actually do. So the bump band that I would recommend, and I actually preferred wearing the knickers, not the bump band. What's a bump band? I know what it is, but what's what for? I've seen people wear them, but I don't Support. understand to help the weight. Yeah, and okay. that will help really in essence it's like wearing a bra so your tits don't okay sag. i get it um there's one called secret saviors it's absolutely amazing and they're like a big pair i preferred the knickers because i wasn't always fiddling with the band yeah. so the knickers go right up to here or you can get the band if you like wearing a thong it's up to you and it's got little dots inside it of like sticky stuff oh. so it pulls your skin in different directions Ooh. so you don't get stretch marks i like as much yeah oh, okay um so anything the that can help yeah the secret savior one now compression is not just for c-sections it's no. for everyone and we've talked about this before in um russia they like band, bind bind you up after you've had a baby um we're not saying to do that at all do it all safely and our favorite brand is macom and i think our code still works it's somewhere on our page. Yeah. Nip tuck. Nip tuck 20 or something. Something like that. If you know. message them and just... And say yeah. nip tuck, then they'll, they'll help you Their, out. Their um, help centre is very, very, very helpful. And if you just say to them, like, hi, how do I use it? Mm -hmm. Which one do you recommend? They will answer all the questions. Hey, first of all, I love the pod. It gives me life and I'm in stitches every time I listen. Beauty question for you. An older family friend who is single said to me, the biggest thing that gives away a woman's age is the skin across her chest. And hands it is as well. Now, 
now he's said it to us, I can't stop thinking about it because I definitely know what he means. What can us females do to help stop the effect of aging on our skin across our chests? I don't want to lose its tightness and give away my age. It's not just chest, it's our neck. Hands. Um, and back of your hands as well. And one of the things is pigmentation. It's SPF. Which I'm horrific on with my chest. Um, age spots, liver spots on the back of your hands. So SPF is huge so that just you don't fake get that. tan spf and fake tan girls i'm this the pigmentation that like I'm everyone struggles with now it now from because at our age everyone did used to go it's all sunbeds. coming out now i agree mine came out in the last probably five years and luckily touchwood i wasn't a sunbedder no, i was and i, I, I can tell I've you used now fake tan from my mum introduced me to fake tan when i was about 13 i can tell you now i i had a girl in getting a lips done um last week and she was so tanned so from tanned. what some beds some bathing and i think maybe tanning things oh, anyway i it's tried an so hard but you can't because i remember how old was she early tw 20s maybe but i can remember when people used to say it to me i think shut up you old cow i'll be not be bothered when i'm 40 and now i'm nearly <laughs> 40 and i am and i just think please Whenever I do lips, right, I see skin a lot. I look at skin because I'm doing the lips for two hours. I analyze everyone's skin. Yeah. I'm always looking at it. And please let me tell you, the worst skin is when it's pigmented and tanned. It looks dry. It looks patchy. The makeup doesn't sit well. It looks dehydrated. Mm. And all these people are sun people. Now, I still put my body in the sun Some and I shouldn't. But my face, no. I don't anymore because I've learned. What about your chest? My chest's a mess. I... I'll Dude, be honest, it's I really pigmented. I also wear clothes that cover my chest. My chest well. is really pigmented. I'm going to be one of these women. Other thing <laughs> that you can do, so that's about the Sleep on your side and with a pillow in between your boobs. There you go. I'm not going to do that. So you know how people get those, the crease? The, cre the crepey breasts. I sleep every night with a bra on and I put a pillow strategically in between my boobs. Jesus, pretty much. It works. Well, if it works. The other thing, okay, so... Things like Profilo on your neck and back of hands, don't leave them out. Um, what's that product with the fish? Uh, nucleophil. Nucleophil. So I'm having that. Meant to be, um, um, make sure you careful, do a patch test. Yeah, because of the fish. Yeah, yeah. And she's going to do my neck because I'm starting to get lines. Also, Botox in your neck. It's yeah. called Nefertiti yeah. Lift. And they do all your platysmal bands and all yeah. your neck. Yeah, you Barlow. Yeah, you deal. So you need that is a preventative as well yeah. because the muscle doesn't use work as much. You don't get the wrinkling as much. So they're the main things. You can have peels. Also, laser Lumeca you can have on your chest as well. Okay. I fucking hurt. It hurts, so yeah. Far. But anything like that, basically anything you do for your face, you can pretty much do for your neck and chest. Yeah, my chest is a tiny bit pigmented. Mine's extremely pigmented. You just forget to put and the then SPF on. And one day you on. look down... And, and you're like, you look like Madge from yeah. Benidorm on your chest. Yeah. And you think, how have I got here? So the um, SPF that I've been using recently is a clear spray and you can spray it on top of makeup. And Brilliant. it's called the Ultraviolet. Mm. I've seen a lot of that lately. Get it, it's really, really And their um, skin tint is stunning. There you go. Right. We're having a break. A little break with a special guest. Do you know the Scottish accent? When I was on holiday, I was on a pedalo and there was a Scottish family. And they it's just funny. And the dad pushed the kid in and she came out. She was a teenager and she was like, who did that? And it's just a funny accent. I love like, it. Which one of yours did that? And it was just funny. Every time I hear Scottish people, I think, yeah, no. it's great crap. I'd love to get pissed with a Scottish person. Yeah, same. Obviously, when I'm not pregnant. No, no. Um, but we'll be back after the break with a special guest. But first... Are you a loyal listener of Nip Tuck? 
do you set your alarm on a Wednesday, on a Friday? Do you get excited? Are you on Patreon? Do you watch us on everything? Patreon. On Patreon. Do you take our tips? Do you listen to our advice? Do you write into us? If you are part of the gang, please tell your nearest and dearest. It means so much to us that we spread the word. The more people listen, the more we will do this. The longer we will do this for, the better we will do, the more we will give you. So help us out because we're a big team at the minute and that's how we're going to remain. So help us where you can, please. Share the episode on WhatsApp with your friends. It gives more traction, more people listen and it just means the podcast can go for longer. Thank you, guys. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, ladies and gents. Okay, so hopefully you all remember a few weeks ago, a listener got in touch with us and she had a bit of a dilemma. And it was about her partner and the issues that she was having due to his massive penis. penis. Um, since then, Matt, the partner, actually got in touch with us as well to tell us how much our advice helped both of them, which is lovely, isn't it, Actually, It's nice to know. So naturally, we got really intrigued by all of this and we asked Matt if he could actually come and join us on Zoom and let us have a chat to him because it's, you know, quite an interesting We've got topic. a lot to We've got a lot to ask, ask about this. And I'm sure Matt has got a lot to say yeah. as well. So thank you, Matt, for agreeing to, Welcome, to join us. Welcome, Matt. Thank you. Yes, I have got a lot, uh, as they say. So thank you for <laughs> <laughs> oh, he likes a joke. We like him already. A big dick innuendo. <laughs> right, Matt, I'm going to... I assume you want at least one. What? We need at least one. <laughs> so I'm going to go straight in with kind of when you were younger, when did you first notice that your willy was bigger than everyone else's? Was it young or did it all of a sudden have a growth spurt? Uh, a bit of both. So I'll say the first time I ever noticed it, I guess, at all, it was like some TV show, like Mr. Bean or something, and a guy was walking around, he was naked. You know, for a joke, walk around with one hand covering his crotch. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I tried that. I thought, I can't do that. Two hands, can't do that. That's a bit weird. <laughs> you know, and this is when I was very young. And then, obviously, it was like in uh, the showers at school. I think it's where any boy really discovers mm-hmm. the nature of uh, how they stack up. Although everyone's still looking away and a bit shy and not wanting to see what they're looking. But secretly but, looking. Yeah, exactly. Because they didn't want to know where they the pecking order. So I was still kind of oblivious to the whole, the whole thing. Um, the first time I kind of became aware of it being like such a thing, obviously it was gossip and stuff, but then we had to do swing lessons and that's kind of a case where whenever we did swing lessons, it was the boys and girls did it separately, but if the girls were 
sick and couldn't do the, their lessons, they'd, they'd sit and watch the boys swim. And I noticed that suspiciously, a lot of them are off one day because they'd heard the rumours. They wanted <laughs> they'd to see come me. to see your and big willy. That's what, well, yes, that's what I found out. Wow. I had a bit of a water function as well because that was not very suitable. Oh my goodness. So that's when you first, so kind of teenage years, and did it all of a sudden then grow even more? Or how did that yeah, happen? Yeah, I had more growth spurts over time. I think it was sort of like a couple of big growth spurts as opposed to gradually. When does it like... stop growing? 18? Properly. I would see this, it kind of varies, I guess. Probably early 20s, like, is the latest. But I do have the case because. Certainly, you know, my size, there's also, it varies quite a lot in uh, the blood flow. So that you can kind of get, the more the blood flow improves, the bigger it can get, theoretically. Wow. There's a lot of uh, oh opportunity, even if you are older, if you like improve your cardio, all these things. So. Oh, right. Well, that's interesting to know. So what are girls, women's usual reactions? Have you ever had any really funny ones? Do you pre-warn yeah. people first when you are dating? At what point is this discussed, Matt? That's two. That's two two different questions, I guess. Uh, free warning. It's kind of weird because obviously I have a bit of reputation, like you know, long before I did the show. Uh, people talk, obviously, so people gossip, and then and it's also like, like sometimes you meet them on an app and they might come up that way. Uh, obviously, I never say anything else this or anything. So if it doesn't come up, and obviously sometimes it doesn't, and that's you know that, that's 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 fine. You have to kind of that's when you do it, like only when you think this is clearly going to go somewhere sexual. Right. So obviously. You don't want to talk about your willy randomly. No. It's, it's, it's both pretty off-putting and then, yeah, it just sounds like you're bragging, doesn't it? If you say, oh, check this out. But yeah. I think a lot of women don't understand the, the difficulties it can cause. Because, mm -hmm. again, so many men do brag and exaggerate that the, the scales of it... They do. Is, it's, it's, it's different. So, like, they'll think, oh, I've been with a guy who's... So, I mean, one of the reactions I had is a girl's like, yeah, I've been with a 12-inch guy before. It's fine, you know, no issues, you know. And then she saw mine. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, my again, gosh. I mean, partly because it, but I think, yeah, in terms of reactions, obviously, I do, yeah. I mean, men, I do kind of like reactions. So that's why I kind of try to downplay it a bit because a lot of guys brag it up. But I think you get a better reaction if you play it down. And then that's why on the show, I was like, and let's then try get and it out. show it as little as possible. And then you can kind of enjoy the, the impact, I guess. How do you feel about that? Do, when girls go, oh, my God, or... Fucking hell. Does that make you feel good about yourself? Or does it make you feel uncomfortable, embarrassed, and think, shit, what's going to happen now? Or do you get a boost from that? Uh, it's, a good, it's a good question. I think it really depends on the situation and how they react specifically. Like, I know there'll be a problem. It's just like biology. There'll be an issue. Mm -hmm. Like, it's always... It, I go on a first date, if I'm not mentioning it at all, and where things progress, it's going to be a problem for, you know, most women, realistically. So it's not something you can hand wave away. Um, but at the same time, it's still, you know, it's, it's more, <laughs> the good reaction is there, because obviously, you know, it's, it's flattering. But at the same time, you do go, yeah, there's a bit of a freak element to it, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, it depends how you're treated, really, because, you know, I've had women very much objectify me, uh, and others who just say, nope, straight away, won't even try. So it, right. th those ones are the worst ones than uh, the straight up wows. Yeah. Do, do different, are different women able to, take it better than others can anybody can anybody get the whole like lot train themselves yeah like because i've seen some um porn where they put all sorts up there oh yeah those tentacle those tentacles things. so so yeah. i kind of want to know does it matter you know when people make a joke about women having a big vagina is that a, is that a thing where you could fit it in more women some women more than others 
there's, there's definitely scales. I mean, so there's two, there's two different issues there. There's length and girth. Like girth, obviously. Girth is the main issue, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think realistically, girth you can kind of train to an mm-hmm. extent. Obviously, the question, the problem is, you know, if you want to, you know, have sex frequently, that's quite a challenge. Like, you know, when you give birth to big sizes, but it's not the only thing you want to do all the time. Yeah. You know, that's uh, extremely ho- a lot of hormones and a big ordeal. So something that size could go the other way around is is, is not you know what as you want. Obviously, you can train that, uh, but yeah, length is where the real issue comes. Leave on the toys like a tentacle. It's very small at the top. And it's tapers down, oh, so it kind yeah. of the cervix a bit. But even then, most of them are doing it for the effect, and they're not going all the way. Right. So I've always like joked, I'm a, I'm a virgin because those black hole inches don't go in, and they've never gone in. So has it uh, ever? Has the full penis ever gone entirely inside a woman? No, I've, you know the closest I've got, yeah, I say is about like one or two inches uh, away from. It's not the best thing in the world to have, which is why we got the questioning from your partner and why we were discussing reduction, um, penis reduction Yeah, surgery. can you tell us tell a bit us more? What, what is that? I didn't know it was a thing. How is it done? What is it? it, it it's very rare. Like, obviously, most men want the opposite. So mm. there's very few people who've had it, mostly extreme cases, and sometimes it's like tumours and stuff getting removed. Uh, but basically what they do is they uh, enforce it, they induce an erection, so they stick it with chemicals. Then, depending on what you're having done, if it's a girth reduction, they're basically, it's a bit like a tummy tuck and they're taking out the tissue from the size of, and then they're kind of re-sculpting it and rebuilding it. With the, so they pull out the skin, take out the tissues, put it back together. And then the girth is similar, but cut the ligaments and then re-stitch it. So you have a... Thinner. Less sticking out. Yeah. Yeah, thinner for the girth and then you, the, the ligaments are the thing that holds it up when right. you get an erection. So when you, when you have a enlargement, you cut that and make it longer so it's weaker. And then when you're having it shortened, you cut it and they tie it further up how so, could... it's not pleasant to tell you when i saw no. the surgeon that was not pleasant you saw the pictures how could that then affect your sex life after is it a risky thing because it sounds it's quite very intense yeah so you usually spend you know six weeks off uh, any kind of intercourse afterwards a few weeks in your bed rest as well to recover so it is very again it's not a surgery people have done very much so there's not been the fact there's not you know, financially the reasons to invest in improving it really beyond mm. the basics. So it's a shame there's not really more that can be done about it. But again, I think the number of men it really affects is probably quite minimal. How much is it, Matt? 15 grand. Oh my God. Jeez, that's so expensive. And obviously we got a message from your partner. At the minute, uh, is it something that you are definitely going to do? Because it sounds tough. What we're doing is we're putting money towards a pot. And then we will decide, obviously, when we've got the money in the pot, what I do with mm. it. Oh, yeah. Maybe it just goes to a nice holiday if we decide not to do it in the end. If she finds a better way to uh, accommodate it, that, you know, it's there as an option. So and it's nice that she's uh, willing Aww. to take the journey with me. And it's not just about the sexual side of things, is it, Matt? There's the psychological. No, the practicalities mm. of living with an absolutely big penis um what does that how does it impact you like day to day away from the sexual side of it i mean you've got to be very conscious of it like it's something people don't think about very much like when you're shopping for clothes a lot of things you just can't wear realistically for, for you know men's outfits it's that like wise. jeans and stuff like that matt yeah so you've got to be very careful like a skinny jean you can't do there's there's obviously ways you can dress sort of minimize it but obviously you gotta be very very careful <laughs> with what you're wearing like it's the real issue is people will quite often think you're aroused when you're not at all. Ah, 
Oh uh, my god, that could creep. be really yeah. uncomfortable. I, I've, been, I've been banned from a gym because they thought I had an erection. <gasps> well, I didn't. Oh. What did you say to them? Well, I just, I just said it's not. I don't. I don't. I don't it kind of, it kind of fussed as well because it's like, how do you respond? There's nothing you really. You should have got it out and put it on the desk. Lawrence <laughs> 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 said, "Look, that yeah, I guess." Have you found that women sometimes look at you as if you're a bit pervy because they think you've got you're aroused when you're not? Yeah, definitely has certainly happened, especially when I was younger. I didn't really know much about it, but like how to like dress around it. Like when you're older, you get more reserved and you're like, okay, I understand what what works, what doesn't work. But yeah, I've certainly had been on a date before and they go like, what's the you know, what's this or oh. like even the fact you got to bring it up when you do is like we see as pervy, but I don't understand the scale of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, how did you end up going on the TV program, Matt? Uh, so, yes, I want to clarify something. So, when I was, uh, yeah, there was a, a listing for a show that was about casting for men who were endowed, who had problems with it. Uh, at the time, it was called uh, Too Large for Love, which I thought was a much more respectful title. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, to do with. Uh, and unfortunately, they renamed it to My Master Cock. So, obviously, you had to do uh, <sighs> Some auditions and stuff just to make sure you were what you said you were you know, I spoke to the casting people a lot and they said it was quite funny how many men applied saying oh huge and <laughs> like, oh yeah you got to show it like, oh no silence this story advantage. of my so, life yeah uh, um, yeah a lot of men like to brag but very few actually kind of got through the, the casting obviously yeah that's why I found out that I was not just big but like you know biggest in the UK and probably biggest in Europe based on the stats they have but obviously you gotta say probably because you don't it's you hard don't to know. yeah, yeah there's, there's so not every man to measure so you can't say yeah sure and the measuring thing how do you actually measure your penis properly so uh again it depends on the flattering measurement or the other part the, the, the scientific one the way i was measured for the, the doctor here and there's, there's two things called the bone pressed and non-bone pressed the scientific term for if you stick the ruler in or let it just you know deepen this gets the skin yeah or let it hang out you always have to go on the top uh with a straight ruler and then just from base to tip and how big is yours, Matt? Uh, it depends how you're measuring it. So again, measuring it, uh, well, the, the me measurement for the doctor, which is kind of obviously very flattering as well, because being measured by someone else is not as flattering when you do it in person, because your rectum's not as big, but that was a bit over 10 and a half. Uh, 10 and uh, a half flaccid? No, not flaccid. Flaccid, it's about nine. Nine? So what's that? How big? One, like, oh my God. Yeah, I can, Im I can understand how logistically, as a woman, there isn't the space in there actually from your vagina up inside the prep that actually isn't that space to fit it in lengthwise. Yeah. What is the no. average size then, Matt? Well, the, the five, five and a half. Right. Know. So you're oh, like double. So the, the, the interesting thing though is everyone says, oh, it's like double the, the average size. But when you think about the volume, I've done the maths, it's like over seven times the size. It's like, so the, like the girth, you mean, as well? Yeah. Because yeah, there's a lot of volume, obviously, when it's not just, you know, oh skinny and long, it's thick. So that's, you know, trying to take seven, it's like taking seven men, basically, to try and take me. Oh, are things going well with your partner? Like after, you know, she wrote into us, and I know you said that the advice really helped. Are things, is it something that you think you can work through together? I mean, it seems like it. I hope so. Obviously, that's what I was going as well. But I, I, I think so. Like, again, there is. You know, penetration's off the table, but there's a lot of stuff you can do. Obviously, not saying anything specifics to avoid embarrassment for her. She's listening, she would be. So, uh, yeah, things are going well. Yeah. 
Good. Aww. I'm really, and thank you. Is there anything else that you want to add, Matt? Is there anything that you, that kind of people misunderstand or there's anything like that you want to put out there while you've got this, you know, this platform with us? Yeah, I just want to talk a bit about like the, the myth of size, the porn, the porn industry particularly. So there was like a show called Sex Life on Netflix. I mm. watched it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there was a scene of a guy in a sh- in the shower who was, yeah, a little a little bit, bit smaller than me, but still big. Like, but massive. like massive, massive. Yeah. That, and there was like a TikTok challenge of like, watch this stuff. And I could tell quite quickly that was fake because you'd seen the actor walk around like, <laughs> you could not wear the trousers he was wearing right. in real life. But there was like a lot of things like, is it real? Who knows? And like, there were people phoning into radio shows, it's like saying, "Oh, it's real. I've met him when I was younger." Blah blah blah. And then obviously shows cancelled. He admits, "Oh, it's fake. It's all, it's all fake." So people are believing stuff that they should. Like that size is like incredibly uh, rare. And I men, see what you're saying. So Matt, men yeah, then think that, that theirs is too small, yeah. and it's actually a normal. Well, and women size. as well. I think it's a fair. Like if you think that's a normal size, you're disappointed. Like that is not mm. what you're going to get from like. Yeah, 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 me and maybe like a couple of other men in the country at best. Yeah. To get to that size, realistically. So you're not like a hat of actor, you know, you get that very unlikely. Um, and obviously, porn does a lot as well. So, like in porn, you see it's mostly skinny people with like wide angle cameras. It's all shot in a way that you can like have normal sex, which if you're actually those sizes you claim to be, you know, most men in porn are like ah. seven inches, maybe eight, eight inches max, even the big ones. But they're tall, there's short, skinny, very small girls to measure as well. Uh, camera angles, designed perfectly. That's why they can take it a lot of the time. So obviously there's exceptions which are actual like large toys. But in the average porn, it's much more about, you know, can you get out frequently? Can you do these shots and all that stuff? It's not about size. So there's so many people who do think that, oh, because you're big, you should be in porn. But often it's like, it's the opposite, really. Like, Have you ever considered that, Matt, doing porn? Yeah, so obviously I think you, I've been offered quite a bit, uh, both money and a frequency to do it. So I did uh, when I was younger. I did a bunch of the, like parties sort of stuff there because that way there's no footage. It's just you know. Oh, like swinger and... parties. Like killing kittens, sort of on that side. Oh my god, we're going to killing kittens. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's like that when they first started in London, and there was some shoots, like offshoots. So those you sort of go around and you know. Was my, that my fun? Days, you call it. <laughs> It, it was interesting. It was very interesting. It was eye-opening, I'd say. I was still quite naive at that point. I did it, so. Oh, yes. wow. I guess you're in the that position now where you've got to make the best of what you've got. And I think that's why you were asking about the porn, isn't yeah. it, Ashley? Because, you know, you get to a point where you think, right, well, listen, I've got this. I've been blessed with it. I've been it. blessed or not. What What can I do with it? And I think I can understand that porn might have been something that you think, well, you know, yeah, I could get Matt, a lot of money. I bet you got offered, like, a lot of money for that. Yeah, and I've done like private videos and stuff, but not public because again, it, it just hurts your um, chances to get jobs normally. Yeah, stuff, people will always judge you differently as well if you're doing it as well. They will. I remember, this is like also, you know, I'm forty now, so when I was growing up, it was much less of a. The industry was very different. I think this yeah. is obviously long before OnlyFans. Like, if it was that easy now, and I grew up at this age, it'd be very different. I think. Yeah, you could have had well. OnlyFans from a you young could get OnlyFans and... now and make an absolute fortune. Yeah. Would you ever do that, or do you find it too uncomfortable? I think it's just difficult. It's, it's a very crowded market. Even at my size, it's still like a crowded market because there's a lot of people again who do. It's more about you catering obviously to a gay market, which I don't really understand. I don't, I don't know. I'm never wrong with it, but I don't know how to cater to them as much. And it's not more like it's a different feel. I think. Like, yeah. It takes a lot of work to do a good OnlyFans. It's not something you can just, you know, 
you get a bit of money at the weekend, maybe you do a quick one. But I feel like it's uh, from a career path. Like, again, if I was younger, I'm pretty sure I'd have considered it. But, uh... So, Matt, do you have a normal job as well? Yeah, I do have a normal job. Obviously, <laughs> you have to keep it covered as much as possible yeah. for that. But you learn how to dress, you learn how to hide as much as you can. And yeah, keep on with life as normal. You don't want to be like, like judged by something that you had no control over, really. You want to be judged by your personality, your sense Definitely. of humour, your intelligence, all these things, which you kind of grow over time as opposed to a genetic thing. But, and uh, do you think, Matt, do you think that you kind of wish that this treatment was on the NHS? I think if it was on the NHS and if it was less risky, I'd be very, very happy. I think that the issue is it's just not been explored enough again. But I mean, I'm mean, thankful, I guess, that there's not many men who are in my position. But again, we wish, wish the science was there to make the uh, reduction a bit more of a feasible thing. Yeah. Because a breast reduction for women if they were at a certain level at one point would have been on the NHS. So yeah. it's interesting yeah. that that isn't for you. And I guess, like you say, it's because it's so rare. Yeah, and weight loss surgeries exactly. on the NHS and stuff like that as well, isn't it? Yeah, well, despite what men say, there's very few, you know, getting to double digits is incredibly rare. Like, well, we are very, very lucky then. So we've spoken to you, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, thank you. Honestly, Matt, thank you. Yeah. I, I think everything that you had to say today is really helpful for people and i think it's interesting to see it from that point of view so i'm Definitely. really grateful that you that you came on and we wish you and your partner or look if you have keep surgery yeah please do we, we you know we want you to keep us updated and let us know what happens if you do go through with the surgery just update us it'd be lovely to hear how you're both getting on yeah cool uh I'll check in. I'll send you a replies on point and uh, then how it goes as a couple. Hopefully, fingers crossed. It's all good. Fingers oh, crossed. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Matt. Lovely Bye. to meet you. Bye, Matt. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.